If you've got your Bibles, um, whether that be on the phone or in book form, I'm going to read from Colossians and chapter 3. Colossians and uh, chapter 3 and from verse 12. We read, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We thank God for his word to us. It's been quite a last couple of years, uh, hasn't it? The, the whole area of COVID. And who would have imagined what would have happened with one virus and the massive impact? A recent WHO Health Authority um, survey estimated that the number of people that have died is around 15 million people. Huge number of people that have been impacted. But not only them, but families, every single household has been affected. There have been challenges with health. There have been challenges with finance, with communication. We've also learnt new skills. You know, who would have heard of Zoom more than a couple of years ago? And yet, We're on it all the time, or at least I find I am anyway. And the result is that for many people, there's a bit of a weariness and a bit of exhaustion coming out of the last couple of years. And then we've got the demands of life, as I've called it. Living in society is anything but simple. We're bombarded constantly with a multitude of adverts telling us what products we need to buy or something we need to use. And you need the latest. Even if you bought something last year, you, you need the latest uh, this year. There's many voices and opinions telling us, trying to influence our thinking. And then there's that word political correctness or phrase. Do you feel like sometimes you're walking on eggshells because you're not quite sure what to say or how to say it and whether it's acceptable and there's changes in what is acceptable and what isn't all the time. Many oughts and shoulds and then there's the peer pressure and we just sometimes we just want to take a breath say just hold on. 
And then you come into church. And what do you find? Well, financial control, safeguarding, data protection, food hygiene, health and safety, charity commission guidelines. Well, they're not guidelines. They're, you've got to get on and, and do those things. And good and right and necessary. It's exhausting just reading out the list. But what is it that God would have us in this day? And what is he saying to us in this season? The passage I've just read is from Colossians 3. And we're going to look at what's in your wardrobe. I don't want to be rude about what you're wearing. Uh, and uh, there'll be stuff in your wardrobe that you wear, that you like, other things that are functional, and other things that may be comfy. But you may have stuff in your wardrobe that you're thinking, why, why is it there? But it, it's a year, two years, three years down the road, and you've not worn it. And it's just taking up space. But we'll come on to that in a minute. But the beginning of uh, the passage I read starts off with, therefore. And... Uh, so what does that mean? It's referring to something that he's already said. And uh, I want to read just a few verses at the beginning of Colossians 3 to help to put this passage in context. So um, Colossians 3 and verses 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. There's lots of stuff going on in our lives, lots of demands and lots. But an exhortation here from Paul, that where is our focus? Is it on all that stuff? That's the world in one sense we live in. But where is our focus? And he's saying that for those of us who have committed our way to God, our thoughts and our feelings ought to be centered upon Jesus. And our worship very helpfully drew us in to that, isn't it? To focus on God and upon his goodness. That's my latest favorite, anyway, goodness of God. Uh, I've told Pam, my wife, that I'd like that in my funeral. Not that I'm anticipating going just yet. Um, but God has done so much for us. Set your hearts on things above and set your minds on things above. Our thinking as well as our being needs to be Christ-centered. But coming back to our clothing, we wear clothing for different occasions. And... Uh, there's uh, some pictures here. Um, my son, he's uh, just got married about 15 months uh, or so ago up in Scotland, uh, married to Kirsty, uh, and uh, we, we went up. And we dressed up for the occasion. You dress up for a wedding. <laughs> That's appropriate and right thing to do. But when we went for a walk along the cliff, we didn't wear the same clothes. We changed on proper boots and wore things that were appropriate. And then I was digging out some old photos, and it's an embarrassing one, but okay. 
Um, I was chair of governors at our local uh, junior school many years ago, and they had a medieval pageant. And uh, we dressed up because that was what you do. Uh, you can see from the picture that my children are absolutely thrilled <laughs> uh, with being dressed up um, for the occasion. But there are other clothes that are more important than the physical ones that we wear. But it's the ones that we exhibit within our lives. I don't know if it's a bit like uh, me, that when you read scriptures, even passages that you've read many times, there are sometimes they just shout at you in a way that maybe you've not seen before. They jump out the page. And God's word is living and it's active. And it should speak into our lives. And we should expect God's word to speak into our lives as we read it. And uh, not long ago, as I was going through the Old Testament again, here in Zechariah chapter 8, this verse jumped out at me and sort of slapped me around the face a little bit. And uh, there was a group who saw the Israelites and said, please let us walk with you, for we have heard that God is with you. And I felt God saying to me, what is it that others see of me in you? <laughs> and the challenge that I gave myself was, please let us walk with you, for we have seen God at work in you. And, is, and have people seen God at work within me? And I want us to reflect upon uh, that as we go through something of Colossians 3. Because as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. There's an exhortation here. It's something for us to do to clothe ourselves. And the first one is tender-hearted mercy. In the NIV, it's got compassion. Uh, tender-hearted mercy is from the New Living Translation, and I quite like that phrase that comes out and I love the feel that you get from it because there's a heart connection uh, here there's putting oneself in somebody else's shoes there's walking together as one and probably one of the most poignant examples is when Jesus showed compassion at the grave of Lazarus remember Jesus saw Lazarus's friends weeping and what did he do? He wept with them. Weep with those who weep. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. Jesus, once more deeply moved. Constantly we find that Jesus has compassion. He healed some. He walked with others. He comforted others. He listened to others. But he had compassion. He reached out that tender-hearted mercy. We live in a world where there is so much stuff that is happening. And every day you see a new story on the screen. So Sudan is highlighted. But, you know, have we forgotten what happened in Pakistan last year? Or, you know, Iraq or Iran or, you know many other parts of the world who's talking about Ukraine 
And I find myself so often almost having compassion fatigue <laughs> because there is so much need. And I'm coming to God again saying, Lord, keep my heart soft so that I have tender-hearted mercy. So my heart is not hardened to the need I see, whether I'm walking down the high street and you see people begging or see people that are in need. My neighbors, my friends, the people I work with. Have I got that tender-hearted mercy? Lord, keep me from compassion fatigue, but let us clothe ourselves in 2023 with tender-hearted mercy. The second one Paul mentions here is kindness. That's defined as a quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. We've had acts of kindness days, haven't we? Voluntary, intentional, do something good to someone else. I think here the exhortation is not just to have one day in the year that we do something kind to somebody, but actually it's part and parcel of our life. I have a little phrase I try to live by. It's a rule of life that I, I have, and I've had it for a good number of years now. And it's live a life of grace and generosity. And I keep asking myself, am I living a life of grace and generosity? Grace is undeserved favor. I have received from God undeservedly, enormously. And as a result, I can pass that on because God has first given to me. But generously, not just begrudgingly, <laughs> but overflowingly. And God's given to me in an overflowing way, and therefore I can pass on in an overflowing manner to others as well. Live a life of grace and generosity. Let's clothe ourselves with kindness in 20. 23. The third thing that's mentioned here is humility. Humility is not thinking that you are better than other people. I love the picture that uh, Paul paints, previous book of the Bible in Philippians 2. It's a well-known, and I'm sure for many of you, it's a well-known passage too. Jesus who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. It's a beautiful passage. Takes us to the heart of what it was that God's done for us in Christ. He left the wonder of heaven, put on human shoes, and walked with us. Our world speaks of pride and boasting and promoting oneself. It's very difficult to get out of that. You know, when you even when you're writing your CV for a job, <laughs> you've got to boast. <laughs> you've got to say what you're, you're good at and what you can do. 
Even if you can't, you've still got to say it <laughs> in one sense. That's what we're told. But pride will always divide, will always cause tension. Whereas humility draws people together and unites communities. Let's clothe ourselves in humility. Gentleness. This is another great word and contrary to what many people think, it's a characteristic of great strength. See, what's the opposite of gentleness? Well, it's harshness. And harshness divides. It causes upset and anger. Whereas gentleness disperses tension and helps healing. And it's essential if we're going to reflect Jesus. And I find the more time I spend with Jesus, the more time I sit and reflect and think and open my Bible and allow God to speak to me, the more gentleness comes in. We get it from Jesus. Let's clothe ourselves with gentleness. What about patience? Patience. Well, what's it not? It's not reacting to provocation. It's not reacting to annoyance or misfortune. It's not losing our temper when someone does something we don't appreciate. You know, the Western world, we live in the fast lane. There's no room for those of slow progress. You have to learn fast. Achieve quickly and respond immediately. You know, I've had people ringing me up in an afternoon because I've not responded to their email they've sent to me in the morning. <laughs> and we smile at that. But people are expecting instant answers the whole time. And patient means we demonstrate grace in some of those challenging situations. And we'll happily walk with others at a different pace to our own. We don't lose our rag when people disagree or don't understand what we're saying. Let's clothe ourselves with patience. The sixth one. In the NIV, it's um, got bear with each other. I've uh, put here allowance for each other's faults. That again comes from the New Living Translation. And again, I quite like the phrase that it brings. And it's a, almost a combination of patience and we'll come on to forgiveness. Because we're all fallen human beings. We all, none of us are perfect. Unless, of course, you're Mary Poppins and then you're practically perfect in every way. But I don't see Mary Poppins. At times we need to give people space. And what's important is how we respond when we do mess up as well. But so often we view a fault or we think someone else has a fault because they're doing it differently to us. <laughs> so they're not doing it right. And it happens in church life particularly. Somebody else takes over and does something in a different way. My friends, it doesn't mean to say it's right or wrong. It means they're just doing it in a different way. 
we may think they're not doing it right, but let's give people a bit of allowance <laughs> for their faults or what we think are faults. Which then brings me on to forgiveness. Well, I'm guessing we've all heard sermons on forgiveness and probably lots of sermons at that as well. Forgive anyone who offends you. And as the Lord has forgiven you. It's a challenge, isn't it? Again, it's not what the world preaches. Um, when something happens, the media are out and they're looking for people who they can find that are holding something against the other person, whether there's been an accident or whether there's been something that's gone on. And forgiveness... We very rarely hear that message. But yet it's at the heart of our faith. It's the center of what God has done for us. And the result of a lack of forgiveness is hardness of heart. It's bitterness in the soul. And my friends, it's a miserable existence. Don't go there. When we hold resentment against others... When we are unforgiveness, it's a little bit like drinking poison and hoping that the other person is affected. But we're the ones that suffer. Forgiveness takes barriers down, brings people together, whereas a lack of forgiveness will always divide. We can forgive, not in our own strength, but because we have received from God first and we can pass on forgiveness to others. And what's the eighth? Well, over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect harmony. And uh, Paul then goes on to talk about the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts. And the peace of Christ will rule in our hearts when we're wearing the right clothing. <laughs> the clothing that God has given to us. But we don't have to work these up ourselves. It's the fruit of the Spirit. They come from God himself. So as the Spirit of God is at work within us, in one sense, he clothes us. But we need to allow him to clothe us. And we need to consciously and inten intentionally ensure that we strip off the old clothing. And not only that, my friends, don't leave it in the wardrobe to be picked up later. I don't know what your wardrobe's like. <laughs> That's not for me to know. <laughs> but God knows what's in your inner wardrobe. And the things that we wear that others see, not the clothes, but our personalities and our spirits, our beings. God wants us to wear the right clothing. And I pray that this evening, that we will wear that clothing. So people will say, please can we walk with you? Because we've seen God at work in you. Let's pray together. Let's be still just for a moment. 
Ask God what he's saying to you. Maybe in your mind's eye, go to your wardrobe. Not the one where your clothes, your physical clothes are, but that inner wardrobe. What's in there? Maybe you need to ask God to forgive you that you've, you've got stuff that you really shouldn't have. Ask him to clothe you with his clothing. Tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, allowance for each other's faults, forgiveness, and love. Lord, we come to you this evening and you know us. We can't run or hide from you. You see right into those inner recesses in our lives. And forgive us that at times we have locked off parts of our life to you or we've hid, tried to hide things away. But Lord, you see them. Forgive us, Lord, that we've worn clothing that does not reflect you. We stand in need of your cleansing. Fill us again anew with your Holy Spirit. And help us to walk with you. And we pray, Lord, that others would see Jesus in us. And we want to pray too that others would ask, please can we walk with you? Because we've seen Jesus in you. Amen.